0: Oh, you should have seen the argument in our car last weekend. Woo! Now, this is last Saturday, mind you, and we were just leaving the house for the park when Juliana noticed that Ada had a water bottle and so said to Ada that she'd like to have a sip. And so then Ada responded by saying that the water that she was drinking was her water. Well, ding, ding, ding. The fight was on. Ada's not sharing. Juliana wailed. Well, she should have brought some of her own water if she wanted some. Ada screamed back. To which Juliana screamed back. To which Ada once more screamed back. And then the tears began to flow, to which I said, April, honey, don't cry. They'll be 18 soon enough. (laughs) Just kidding about that part, of course. It'll be years before they're 18. So there the kids are, crying in the back seat, arguing over a sip of water. Well, this would not be a story worth telling, for after all, they are sisters and they argue all the time. That's kind of their job description as sisters. No, this wouldn't be a story worth telling at all, except for what happened several hours later. After a good day at the park, a day where they enjoyed playing on the swings and the slides and the monkey bars together, a day where we as a family walked the greenway and enjoyed the beautiful weather together. On such a day, after all of this, as we made our way back to the car, Juliana expressed to us that she was thirsty, to which Ada suddenly said, I have a little more water in my water bottle. She can have some of that if she wants. And here's the point of the story. The beam on Juliana's face when she heard these words, the radiant glow that immediately overcame her. Well, hearing Ada say this caused Juliana's whole being to open up. Thank you, Ada, she exclaimed. And then Ada, seeing how much this this gesture of generosity meant to her sister, Ada then took on a similar radiant countenance, which is to say that seeing how moved her sister was by her own act of generosity, so too did Ada's being then open up like a flower blossoming. And so there in the parking lot of Cleveland Park in Greenville, South Carolina, I think that's what it's called, there I watched two children experience the transformative power of goodness and generosity. And having said that, then let me repeat that last phrase one more time. The transformative power of goodness and generosity. Those two words derive from the same ancient Greek word, you know, goodness and generosity. Yeah, both of those derive from the ancient Greek word agathosune. Variously translated in the New Testament as either one or the other, we at Boulevard When we each week repeat together the fruits of the Spirit, we render agathosune both ways, as both goodness and as generosity. Because while they derive from the same ancient Greek word, they nonetheless carry a slightly different connotation when translated into modern English. And so part of this sermon's purpose will be to demonstrate how these two virtues, that is, how goodness and generosity, really are inextricably connected. For now, though, I want to shift gears and I want to talk about something entirely different. Because for now, I want to shift gears and I want to talk about compound interest. You didn't see that coming, did you? That's right I want to shift gears and I want to talk about a foundational principle of modern finance. Now unlike simple interest, which is interest that accrues only on the principal investment itself, compound interest is essentially interest on interest, which is to say it's the original investment plus the initial interest that original investment yields plus the interest on both of these things together over and over and over again. In short, compound interest grows much, much faster than simple interest because compound interest continues to build on itself and not just on the original investment. Still with me? Well, here's why I bring it up this morning. I bring it up this morning because this same principle that applies to financial investments also applies to spiritual and relational investments too. Which is to say that just as one's money can grow at compound interest, so too can one's virtue or the obverse so too can one's meanness and vice. Listen carefully to this. Writing in Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis points out, and I quote, Good and evil both increase at compound interest. That is why the little decisions you and I make every day are of such infinite importance. The smallest good act today is the capture of a strategic point from which a few months later you may be able to go on to victories you never dreamed of. Pretty good, right? Good and evil, Lewis writes, both increase at compound interest. meaning a small act of goodness today, can not only lead on to another small act of goodness tomorrow, but, and here's the thing, it meanwhile makes that small act of goodness tomorrow just a little easier and more natural to make. you follow that? With each small act of goodness... Further small acts of goodness come more and more easily to us. For the capacity to do them grows in us, not at simple interest, but at compound interest. Which is to say that the good we do to and for others and to and for the world does not exist within a vacuum. Because each good act opens us up ever more slightly and in so doing, likewise has the potential for opening up those for whom we do them. But, and here I draw our attention to the very important corollary, but so too do our little acts of meanness and stinginess also increase at compound interest. Which is to say that every time we treat someone or respond to someone with just a little bit of meanness or harshness or coldness or stinginess, that act only further entrenches such meanness and harshness and coldness within us. For in the end, this is a spiritual principle that governs our every decision and our every act. Which leads me back now to Ada and Juliana and to their fight over Ada's water. For you see, moments ago, I only told you the story's happy ending. I didn't tell you about how much rougher and more awful things got between the start of the fight and the finish of it, but oh, I can assure you that it got worse. For after Ada refused to share her water with Juliana and after Juliana then moved the litigation up from district court immediately to the highest court in the land to mommy and daddy, and after they had pleaded their respective cases by pointing out every single trespass either of them had ever made against the other, after all of that I can assure you that the climate between the two only had grown colder and that for the next couple hours any need or request from one to the other was met by immediate rebuff. And thus from the simple act of having refused her sister a drink of water Ada had caused unnecessary harshness to begin growing between them. And moreover, that harshness began growing not at simple interest, but at compound interest. You're still with me? Okay, good. So the question before us then is how do we get from that cold climate between them to that act of warm generosity that eventually took place hours later. How did we go from such a closing off to such an opening up? Well I'll tell you how and the answer is both incredibly simple and yet entirely profound. Well as the girls began that day to play on the playground and as Wit toddled over to them and climbed up onto the platform where they were sitting, and as he beamed so proudly about having made his way up there with the big girls, and as both girls wanted to hold him and take him down with them on the slide, Juliana then, much to everyone's surprise, said, It's okay, Ada, you can take him. And Ada, stunned by this sudden act of generosity, said, really? Juliana nodded. Ada said, okay, thanks, Juju. And so Ada then wrapped her little brother into her lap, and together they sailed down the slide. And as she popped up, Ada then said, here, Juju, why don't you take him down next time? And so Ada helped Wit back up the platform, not without a little resistance on his part. <laughs> and then she passed Wit over to Juliana. And then Juliana took her own turn, sliding down with her little brother in her arms. And suddenly, just like that, the freeze began to lift. Well, don't get me wrong, it wasn't over. Because after all, the compound interest of all those little acts of meanness and stinginess had been growing for hours. So they were working at a real deficit right now. But nonetheless, here suddenly was a little act of generosity. Here suddenly was a little mustard seed of goodness. Here suddenly was a little investment of Agatha Sunay and there slowly that investment began to grow. So much so that by the time we reached the car, all of us hot and tired due to the length of the walk, so much so that come that time when Juliana announced to all of us that she was thirsty, that little investment grew so much that by that time Ada then responded by saying, I have a little more water in my water bottle. She can have some of that if she wants. And there with that, the math changed. For the deficit had now shifted to a surplus because enough interest had now compounded and goodness and generosity had won the day. And that is the end of that story. And I trust the lesson of the story is clear. Which is simply that C.S. Lewis is right. That both good and evil do grow at compound interest. And that we all do well to remember it. Now having said that though. While the lesson may in fact be clear, and while the story may in fact be cute, one may nonetheless be inclined to argue that it's far too simplistic. That a story about young children, and about something as inconsequential as sharing or withholding a drink of water, well, that is not sufficiently representative of how the larger world works. One might argue that, sure, this may be a helpful lesson for and about children, but that things are nonetheless far more complex in the real world. One might argue that. Well, to this argument, I'd simply reply that even trigonometry is impossible if one doesn't attend to simple rules of addition and subtraction. And moreover, that our complex world would be a whole lot better if we'd spend a little more time reflecting on and modeling the lessons we claim to have learned as children. Can I get an amen on that? My point here being... Such a simple act as the sharing of one's water is the same kind of act on which the most complicated marital tensions can be eased and the most intractable institutional infighting can be resolved and the most intricate international treaties can be formed and the most long-lasting human relationships can be based. For they all rely on this same principle give of yourself and grow. Share what you have and see your being expand. Compromise where you can and come to a greater appreciation of and for others. Sacrifice and then see how it makes others more willing to do the same. In the ancient Hebrew book of wisdom, the book of Proverbs, chapter 11 teaches, and I quote, Some give freely, yet grow all the richer, while others withhold what is due, and only suffer want." A generous person will be enriched, and one who gives water will get water. You see, my story is not just about water. It's about everything. And my story is not just about little children. It's about all of us. The same principle runs through all life from top to bottom, Lewis writes in the final words of mere Christianity. Give up yourself and you will find your real self. Lose your life and you will save it. Or as Christ himself puts this same lesson, if any want to be my followers, let them deny themselves and follow me. For those who want to save their lives will lose it. But those who lose their lives for my sake and for the gospel will save it. Do you hear it? It's the law of compound interest. Invest ourselves in the likeness of Christ and watch our Christ-likeness grow on account of it. Invest our words, our deeds, our lives, ourselves. Invest our time, our talents, our treasure. Invest. For the one who gives of his life will save it. And the one who shares of her water will get water. And so then an emulation of the one who says to the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. An emulation of him. Let us give of our own water. Trusting that if we do, greater life will spring forth in us and in others and all throughout creation itself. All on account of our generosity and goodness. All on account of our Agatha Sune. Amen.